You are listening to the Bombzilla Podcast. And this week, the news. Tape recording is for United World News, Chicago, USA. Well, here's your headline. I want full newspaper coverage, magazine stories, books. Well, I want it on the air 24 hours a day. This is our moment. All right, Bonzilla listeners, welcome to the Bonzilla news update uh, here at the Bonzilla podcast, where when it comes to James Bond and Godzilla, tomorrow never dies. And of course, as always, it's Gojira, you moron. Indeed. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Nick. And uh, here is our first episode uh, of um, our expansion of the Bonzilla podcast. We had mentioned this on this past week episode of... 1967's Casino Royale that uh, we will have uh, we are going weekly with uh, our full episodes and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode which I'm sure uh, Nick will have a good topic for us uh, I hope hope. (laughs) and then um, but until then yes as we said on that episode that we're going to take some time at the end of the week uh, when there has been some news to talk about any news and um, so this is the debut episode of the Bonzilla News of update uh so nick welcome thanks for hopping into the studio yeah like we said on that episode we just feel like those news segments we were kind of getting a lot into those beginning of the episodes and yeah we felt like it was enough where even if we just spend like 20 minutes a week just chatting about what's going on in the news of of our of our two favorite franchises was not really my favorite franchise but it's a franchise i hold well well, don't 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 undersell it now like we've gotten this far and nick's been trying to bail out on the podcast i have not been trying to bail out absolutely not Uh well nick now it's time it's time for the news and uh so uh, today we're going to be talking uh since we've just had the release of king of the monsters we're going to uh spend uh most of this episode talking about the aftermath of the release at least the uh immediate aftermath but nick i believe uh we can start off with some james bond news i believe that we have so um it was actually going to be a pretty slow James Bond news yeah, yeah. week uh, until today, <laughs> the day of recording on this Tuesday, we're recording this a little yes. bit early. Uh, we actually have some breaking news today. So but first I'll go to... We're recording this on Tuesday. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. because I'm uh, going out of town. But, oh, uh, sh- bye. Bye, sh- Nick. Yes. Yeah, sh- a little um, peek behind the curtain. But yeah. um, so let's go with the news that we had before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really hadn't talked about it on the podcast, but uh, there were reports that Daniel Craig had injured his ankle uh, shooting in Jamaica. Uh, for Bond 25, mm-hmm. uh, the studio did confirm that he did have some minor injury, that he did have surgery on his ankle, and he would be doing a two-week rehab while the rest of the movie was still shooting. Um, so that was, they made an announcement on the 22nd of May, um, and so I believe it's probably another week or so before he's allegedly going to be back if all of his rehab is good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just kind of is like Craig has been injured a lot on these movies. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a real listening to Casino Royale. I was going to say, has it been every movie that he's had? Yeah, well, I was, I was re listening before the Casino Royale 67 we were recording. I re listening to our t- Casino Royale 2006 recording, and mm-hmm. I mentioned there that he basically said. Even in Casino Royale, the first one, he was just beat up every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did get injured on Spectre as well. Uh, I think he had a minor injury on Skyfall, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. So, yeah, he's basically put himself on in the injury list uh, almost every one of these movies. Yeah. 
Um, so that was really going to be it. That Craig is probably back in the next week or so if all the rehab goes good. And it seems like Bond 25 was still kind of at a good pace. But mm-hmm. today uh-huh. we have we have breaking Bondzilla news. Um, so there was a uh, accident on the set of Bond 25 at Pinewood Studios at the 007 stage. Mm. A uh, controlled explosion went wrong. Oh boy! So apparently, um, they were doing a test. They were testing a stunt that was is, is involves a fireball in a laboratory, uh, and there was some sort of issue with this explosion testing, which caused three bigger explosions uh, that caused damage to the roof of the 007 stage. Ooh. Uh, no crew members were hurt, but someone okay. outside of the stage, not part of the production, was had a minor injury uh, as relating to that. Uh, so this is kind of interesting in a number of ways. Um, one is that now for the, luckily enough, uh, it wasn't burned all the way down because it. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast that twice in its history, the 007 stage has burned down during the production of View to a Kill with Ridley Scott's Legend and during the production of Casino Royale due to the Casino Royale production. So this one didn't burn down to the ground, but the Bond team has once again uh, did some damage to their own namesake stage. Mm-hmm. And they're really giving us a classic Bond production. Like, I wouldn't be saying this if... I'm glad, like, nobody was majorly hurt, obviously. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of reminds me of watching the bonus features on all those pre, like, gold... Uh, GoldenEye Blu- uh, Blu-rays where, you know, they did the whole production, all those crazy Bond stories. Just seems like something that would come up in that and then, like, you know, kind of t- talking head, talking about what exactly happened. Yeah. and Especially, like, in this, uh, the Craig franchise that has kind of had, like, this little bit of, like, every movie has a bigger explosion. Yes. Like, so there, and, there's a little bit of that. And it's, like, just also with the entire... It really does seem at some points like this is a cursed movie. Like yeah. because it's just like it's it you know, it, it took so long to develop. Yeah. I was actually listening to another earlier episode. Um, I think it was on our Majesty's Secret Service episode, and it we I I said in that episode, Oh yeah, they confirmed Bond twenty five for twenty nineteen mm-hmm. and and it looks like Craig might be coming back for it because we didn't even know at that point early in the podcast. And now it's just like it's been so delayed. It's had like three different release, three or four different release dates, and directors coming in and out. And you know, Craig does he want to do it or not? And now this movie has he, he does not. <laughs> that, that that's the answer yeah. to that. He does not. And it's really like, but it's like it. now it's like Craig's gotten injured, and they're exploding the 007 stage again. It just seems like this movie isn't meant to be made. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what the final result is. And then when does and this this is still slated to come out? Yes, when? so it is still slated for April twenty twenty. Uh-huh. Um, they they announced that with the Craig injury that they okay. said it was still on track for April twenty twenty. So none of this has like like postponed no. production. No, too it's supposed much. to take basically what is the Avengers Endgame spot of twenty twenty. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Um, cool. All right. Well, moving on to the Godzilla uh, thing of uh, yes, thing of things because we just had a uh, the thing of things, the king of kings. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Nick, uh, we were talking about injuries and fires on the uh, set of uh, James Bond, and um, uh, unfortunately, I wish that um our first weekly news update came with uh you know not to bury the lead, just some better news around things. You know, yeah. so it's like you know we have fires going on here, and then we have uh some critical woes uh, on our end for mm-hmm. the Godzilla franchise. So Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, at the time of this uh, recording released um, on Friday. 
Um, you can go back onto our um, episode, our, our spoiler review of um, that we released a couple days ago. Um, very fun episode. Uh, we both enjoyed the film. Um, so here on the Bonzilla podcast, um, thumbs up uh, to King of the Monsters. Yep. Um, so Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, the budget on this was thought to be over like two hundred million dollars, but actually the reported budget was um, around one hundred seventy um, dollars, which is actually not that much more than Godzilla twenty fourteen, um, which was only one hundred sixty. So, as is the weird world of projections, everybody always thinks they know what they're talking about. Sometimes they do, and since sometimes they don't. Yeah. And uh, one of the Early projections for this movie was actually a 55 uh, million opening, and then it actually went up closer to release. That some people say, "Oh, it may make a 70," and unfortunately, it has come in just below even those projections at a around a 47, 48 million uh, domestic yeah, uh, and, release. And it was it was one of those things that it uh, the other kind of thing about it was that it barely made in terms of relative film barely made the number one slot because uh, Aladdin was really hot in its tail. Yeah, for, it, it wasn't most, that most, far behind. For most of the weekend. Um, like only like, what, like six or seven million behind the box office. It, it was still, it was in that hundred mil, million range. And um, Foreign um, was a little bit more favorable at 130 million for a worldwide opening weekend gross of 177 to around 178 million. Um, so let's, so I just wanted to kind of, uh, real quickly compare this to the rest of our MonsterVerse movies. Mm-hmm. If we go back and look at Godzilla uh, 14, um, that that opened up at 93 uh, million opening mm-hmm. uh, opening weekend. Kong opened up to 61, um, all within a budget of around thir- uh, uh, 30 million of each other. Um, and then Godzilla's total domestic run, and again, we're not at the total domestic run for King of the Monsters, but 2014's total domestic run was, 200, was around... Uh, 200 million. Kong's was around 168 million. Um, Kong actually did a little bit better overseas um, comparatively to Godzilla 2014. And that led to a world gross of, uh, for Godzilla 2014, uh, 526 million and 566, uh, yeah, 566 million uh, for Kong. Oh, yeah, that does really make Kong very successful overseas. Um, So. Uh, some minor numbers um, that we could also look at is that in 2014, uh, in the foreign markets, uh, it actually made, and this is for opening, uh, $37 million in China, uh, only $5 million in Japan. This is for Godzilla 2014. Kong made a whopping $71 million in China, um, with uh, only $3 million in Japan. And King of the Monsters, the current estimates right now is that it made $70 million uh, in China, and actually did better than uh, both of the previous films at an estimated 8.5 uh, million in Japan. Mm. Um, and then some of those numbers are a little wonky because King of the Monsters at a worldwide release. Godzilla 2014 uh, did not. So uh, so let's talk about the numbers uh, as, as is right now because mm-hmm. this has opened up a uh, – a very interesting, not a, not not the most fascinating conversation, but as it pertains to us, an interesting conversation of what 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 happened uh, with with this, where you know there was um, some some excitement about the movie. Legendary put out what I thought was like a decent marketing campaign, and not only did it continuously fluctuate in in terms of its um, 
um, projections didn't really have decent projections going forward and came under that. So what what's your takeaway uh, of that, do you think? I'd be wondering, so one of the other things I would want to look at is what came out around Godzilla 2014. Right now it's like Aladdin seems like it's going to be another big box office hit for Disney. We've had basically a lot. It's been a very crowded, you know, April, May, and sometimes that can kind of lead to that fatigue so there's always that kind of movie that kind of comes at the end of you know end of May or beginning of June where it's like you know our you know our audience is still gutting for these movies because there's just so much in theaters. I, I I do think that the the almost you know Aladdin being so high I think is is something to do with it in this case. It's just mm-hmm. in terms of the raw numbers um, because it just seems like Aladdin has legs and whenever a movie has legs, it's dangerous for the movie that's coming out the next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aladdin seems to be the case in this sense. It has some legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it's it's interesting because I think we've, we've really run into this thing, uh, and we've talked about it a number of times on the podcast, is like the American view of like what Godzilla is and like how popular Godzilla of a name is in the States. Because we would talk about it when we talk about, you know, Godzilla 98, we talk about it with the Japanese films, and I think what's also, I mean, thing to consider is that, like, you know, sometimes, again, we're in these circles that we overestimate, like, the appeal of having these other monsters in the movies, because, like, in terms of major American releases of Godzilla, those, I mean, we, we kind of know Godzilla for the monster brawls, but the, probably the most famous of the Godzilla movies don't really have any of these um, major monster characters in them, because, right. you know, we kind of know, like, the original Gojira and this American version, the King of the Monsters, the original 55 version, the King of the Monsters, which is just Godzilla. We know, like, the 14 Godzilla, which uses the Mutos, which, you know, are basically kind of... It's an original creation. Original, of but original is kind of even fodder, like, just kind of a villain for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, like, like, you know, Mothra and Ghidorah and Rodan, like, dude, they don't really have pull over here. And it's, it's curious to see, like, you know... It's 2014 doing better, but it's also, again, I'd see, like, what was out around that time yeah. and, and kind of how that movie kind of did, I think, is, is very unique and of, its, of itself. So. Well, and again, I would not claim to be myself, like, a box office expert, but I, I believe I've just known some stuff just by, like, following yeah, I mean, this we, enough. We, we, we've been around the box office block so a couple times. for those of you who don't know, there's a couple different factors that we can bring into this. Uh, yes... Uh, we're in a different type of it's released in a different type of climate where it's surrounded by Aladdins uh, and um, you know their end game was like just like one of the biggest uh, you know big um, movies so there may be a little bit of like oh we have our event of the year you have your John Wicks and um, so you have just like a more crowded space yeah that definitely has part to do with it um, because in the when Godzilla 2014 came out it was a little bit more spaced out it was uh, it was a little bit more of an event because that's another thing you have to think about there hadn't been like a big Godzilla film in quite some time so it was kind of more of a big deal that like oh Godzilla's coming back and around that time there was like the amazing Spider-Man and then um, Days of Future Past was going to come out a week or two later so you know there was a little bit more space in between Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're going to touch upon it in, in, in real briefly in a minute but you know, there is the factor of critical word of mouth, probably, you know, un- unfortunately on this movie, not necessarily being the best. And that probably um, attributed a, a f- it was a factor in it. But I think these numbers, unfortunately, just show what the base interest of this movie mm-hmm. is, because these are numbers showing that 
people didn't flock out to go see this. Yeah. And I think that maybe that in retrospect goes to shows what really was the interest and excitement level going into this movie. Yeah. And that was and you know there's a lot of factors to think about that because it's like it does Godzilla stand out as like its own big um like you know we see Ghidorah, we see Mothra, and we see the marketing campaign. It worked for us. Admittedly, we're fans, yeah. and we knew the implications of all of this. Does the average person just be like, oh, it's Godzilla and a bunch of other monsters? All right. I mean, I didn't love that last Godzilla movie because that's another factor that we do have to put into it is that while the Godzilla 2014 movie, again, fans of it on this show, and had a decent enough critical reception. The legacy of that movie is, just to be honest, not the most favorable to everybody. Mm. Like, it didn't quite make, like, that big, like, splash where everybody wanted to go see the next one. Yeah. So I think that there is, unfortunately, a level of that. And that's really what it is. I think that maybe mm. had this movie had a bigger critical splash and was like everybody was raving about it. I think that you may have seen slightly better numbers. I think it may have gotten up to that 55, but even then it's like, I do feel like this goes to show that no matter what state it was in, like was the audience really clamoring for this movie? Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I, I, I do think that, you know, we get into our, you know, like we mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, the famous Comic-Con Claire de Lune trailer, but sometimes we get into that, what I call the Tron Legacy bubble, where you find that all the cool marketing and the things that you're appealing to, you're, you realize after the fact that it was just basically preaching to the choir, that it was marketing the movie to all the people who were already going to see it. Right. And you got to do more to kind of pull that general audience out. And it was good, and I think Legendary did a good job of going in that direction only because... To be fair, looking at their marketing the campaign, they went out of their way to do what they could to um, distinguish it as its own thing. Like this isn't going to be like a rampage or a, spe- uh, a specific rim, a Pacific rim where it's just the monsters. Like, oh, we're going to sell the operatic nature yeah. of uh, of the film. But unfortunately, that didn't um, go in. And I then, mean, sp- oh. tr- the true reason it didn't make that much money is that it didn't have. You know that Brian Cranston hype that everybody got disappointed by. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I do think that, that's, that's actually a kind level of, of it, though. I do too. think I do think like, listen, like Breaking Bad was a pretty big thing, and that was Cranston coming in, and everybody's like, oh, like even if you didn't, it's watch like Heisenberg it, fights Godzilla, right? And it's like you know, and people were like, even if you didn't watch Breaking Bad, you heard all the stuff about Cranston, and he seemed like he was really cool in the trailer and mm-hmm. stuff, and then obviously he he dies in yeah. the movie, but, and then and then but, he, I, but I do think there was that kind of element where I, I I don't know because I also think those 2014 Godzilla trailers did kind of focus a little bit more on kind of the humans, like just kind of the more human nature of the story. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of, those trailers kind of focused on Sarazawa and Cranston. And I think that kind of would bring it in. Whereas I think the operatic nature of the monsters was cool, but like none of those trailers really grabbed you on that aspect. And mm-hmm. I think that's what really is going to be key for an American audience. Cause I even think like Kong, not as much so because I think Kong might even be just a bigger name in America. But I also think that Kong kind of had that that tone, and you kind of saw like Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson and, and Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. and it kind of again, it kind of got you energized, like the great cast. I just don't know. Not that this movie doesn't have a great cast, but I don't know if not 
pushing that kind of human element a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, kind of push it because because Millie Bobby Brown does not have Brian Cranston take. I'm sorry, no. guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of like that audience, uh, let, let's talk about reception on here. And as much as I hate to talk about uh, Rotten Tomatoes for exactly this reason, I'll bring up, but we will talk about that. Uh, if we're gonna look at the MonsterVerse, if we look at the RT score of each of the movies, uh, 2014 had. 2014 and Kong had uh, 75% um, from critics. Uh, 14 had 66 uh, audience rating, and Kong had 69 audience rating. Nice. Um, <laughs> whereas King of the Monsters, uh, unfortunately, uh, from my opinion, uh, is sitting at a 39% uh, from critics and an 86% from audience, which is interesting because um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes just implemented there. You have to like show like your ticket if mm-hmm. you're going to like give an audience rating yeah. um, on it. Um, for 14, the Metacritic score on it was 62 uh, leaning positive. Kong was 62 leaning positive as well. King of the Monsters sits at a 48 with mixed um but on a cinema score level and for those of you who don't know cinema score is the closest that a lot of people use for just general audience mm-hmm. uh reception um I, I won't get into details of how it works but generally like that's what a lot of people look at from like oh pure audience yeah. uh l- level of reception um b pluses uh across the board for all three of, of the films which is uh not bad you know you you want higher than that but it's uh you know yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you want, you, you, it means people you want a's and you know, and and it's interesting because I would say even the reception of King of the Monsters has, I mean, I mean, it has been mixed. It's like yeah. I think that you have like again online and from the audiences, you do see a favorable narrative from some people, but there are also some people who you know didn't love the movie, and um, so you know, I think that. Well, well, what just do you have any comments about just like that and looking at like just like the reception of it thus far, how that may have played into the opening weekend? Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I haven't looked at Rotten Tomato scores in years. Uh, listen, really. I, I wouldn't have in for if so. It wasn't I'm, for I'm actually doing very this. surprised that that King of the Monsters was that low. I thought it would at least be like a 50. It started at as a, at, at around 50. It went down yeah. pretty pretty fast. And I mean, you so and it I kind of surprised me. You you and well, you and I have kind of expressed on the spoiler episode is that I I think that the the level of uh, the level of uh, for lack of a better term vitriol that I think that uh, the harshness of the criticism is uh, maybe a little bit un- unwarranted mm-hmm. at least from the way that we feel about the movie but one of the interesting things about and this is going back to the thought about t- uh, the 2014 Godzilla is the biggest problem with Rotten Tomatoes everybody's talking about it but here's the unique problem I see is that Rotten Tomatoes does not really tell you what the legacy and vibe of the movie is yeah. so like Everybody now is being is Star Wars prequeling Godzilla 2014 and being like, see, that's the one critics liked more. If we look at it again, fans of the movie itself on, on this podcast, but that movie has gone on to be like maybe they were favorable towards it, but everybody was like, the human stuff doesn't work. There's not. It's like they keep Godzilla until the end, and like you know, there was so many. All the jokes about that movie, the legacy of that movie was at least in a, in the states, and for a lot of people, were like you know, if if you're gonna have Godzilla, where is he in my Godzilla movie? Mm-hmm. So even though you may look at those numbers, like you, you got to really give a, get a sense of like how did people actually feel about that movie? Yeah. And I think that that led into. Unfortunately, as we're seeing, is what I think just like maybe not that big of an interest going into this film. Yeah. 
Um, my, I actually, when we were talking, when we said we were going to talk about this, my biggest interest is I'm going to be very interested to see how Godzilla versus Kong goes. Mm-hmm. Because that's like, because it's one of those things where people now are like, oh, well, now does the MonsterVerse have legs? Will they do more? Mm-hmm. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I think what's, you know, it's, they're kind of like, well, they have the next one done. They, they, they have the next one done. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to cancel King Kong versus Godzilla no, based yeah, on these yeah. box office numbers. So everything about that movie is going to be very interesting to see again. What the, it's going to be very much like what the time, what the style is, how they market it, mm-hmm. you know, and what the audience viewpoint of that fight's going to be. Because if that movie is also a box office disappointment, then you really do have to question at this point, what is the American interest in Godzilla? Like, because if, you know, because that 2014 one did make that splash, and I Mm -hmm. think Kong was also very successful, but what's going to have the legs here? You know what I mean? It's just like, you're going to have to face that fact. And then Kong, and then a lot of people have also pointed this out, Kong versus Godzilla also has, or Godzilla versus Kong also has that, uh, is it is there a possibility that just the concept of that is going to speak more to people as yeah. opposed to it's for again for us it's specific but for the general audience Godzilla fights a three headed dragon may yeah. not be as anticip- as as enticing whereas like oh he's fighting King Kong I'll definitely go see that mm-hmm. um so so there's that aspect of it that yeah. definitely could be favorable going forward but. I, I do, I, you know, the, the these numbers. Um, it's not a disaster, but it's no, it's, no. It, it's it's I mean, not. It's still, gonna, the, it's still gonna do fine for Legendary, and uh, it'll be, you know, Detective Pikachu did fine for Legendary. Oh yeah, definitely. I so, mean, but you know, they're, they're, Legendary is still in a good place where if they want to, you know, kind of, you know, you know, maybe go lower key or, or figure something. Take out, a break. Take is, a break is kind of it, what I'm anticipating at this yeah. point. But I'm taking taking a little break. You know, you know. You know what's going to make a lot of box office money? Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. <laughs> Who wouldn't see a Jet Jaguar, ladies and gentlemen? Well, you know, uh, again, it, it brings, it, you know, it, it's it's uh, not exciting on my end of things. Uh, as somebody who is a fan of the movie, I have gotten my uh, three three viewings in, still enjoy it. But, you know, I just have to be honest and, and look at uh, some, of, some of the numbers. And um, I think... Towards the end of the month on one of our uh, extra episodes, I think that uh, we are going to be delving deep into what's next for yeah. the MonsterVerse, for Legendary's MonsterVerse. Yeah. Um, but um, but uh, as, as I said, uh, we were favorable of the film um to uh here yeah, on the podcast. I've, been, I've been very favorable to all three of the monster verse yeah in in this house we stand the uh the, the monster verse i mean it's a it's a solid it's a solid group of movies and and we again don't... it has that it has that um the other thing is why i wanted to compare it more to 2014 godzilla is like do people know to legendary's credit they haven't been like over pushing like it's a universe yeah but do people know yeah. it's a universe which i don't think has anything to do with how yeah. bad it did but there's that little bit of like, you know, a lot of people liked Kong, but even Kong kind of still has that reputation of maybe nope. it was favorable to some people, but like, you know. And also, was Kong a March movie, if I remember correctly? Was it like March or was it summer? Um, ooh, uh, it may have been a March movie. I mean, let me double check. Yeah, I do think that's that. a factor. There's a part of because also Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. It's Godzilla versus Kong uh, is a March movie as well. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, you know. Was this movie, you know, I, there's a lot of things. I mean, and, and if you study box office, this is the case. There mm-hmm. is there is a thing is just about timing. It's just like misreading what the timing is because, 
you know, post Memorial Day weekend again. Aladdin was his big hit. Kind of has his legs. I, I sometimes it's like if a movie gets released earlier or later, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah, even like, like a year earlier or a year later in some cases. But like 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 Godzilla versus or you know uh, King of the Monsters gets re- released a couple months earlier, or if it could release gets maybe at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe maybe now it doesn't shine a lot more because again you you're kind of getting to that point of that audience you know does the audience have the interest yeah. but maybe you know if it kind of comes out at a quieter time maybe it makes a little bit more maybe it kind of gets closer to that 55 projection maybe it gets closer to that 60 projection we'll mm-hmm. and then and there there is like the some people have thought like if this releases closer to like when captain marvel released which uh you know did well but didn't have like the same steamrolling effect that maybe mm-hmm. like black panther did so, like, th- there is some thought that would it have done better in, like, a different re- release time. Because yeah. it is a pretty stacked, like, summer th- mm-hmm. thus far. And, yeah, no, and Kong was March 10th, yeah. uh, 2017. So, like, yeah. I-, I do think that's the case uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, I just think that yeah, it's, it's t- a matter of timing sometimes. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about this on uh, one of the official episodes when we talk about the monster verse and the, uh, the future of it. Um, if you want a detailed... Um, very good article about just like how all this box office stuff works when it comes to our beloved king. Uh, I would go to Forbes.com. There is an article I printed out that I was referencing uh, from Scott Mendelson. Uh, that's a really good read on that. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, um, as um, our villain, as uh, Jonathan Price uh, sometimes would say, uh, there's no news like bad news mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately not all of it was the most riveting movie but the positive thing the silver lining i can say is as i said before we enjoyed the movie and i suggest you guys go see it because i very much enjoyed it yeah um so uh nick uh that wraps up the news thanks for joining us oh yeah <laughs> i mean i kind of have to be here <laughs> yes you do and never forget it all right guys take care Bye-bye. and enjoy your week <laughs>